Well, if you're thankful for what you feel here today, can you once again clap your hands, lift up your voice, give God praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. We glorify you, Jesus. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. The Bible says, amen, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Does anybody feel victory here today? Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you, Jesus. Praise God. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord once again. Feel his presence. Thank you, amen, for worshiping the Lord, for giving God the glory that is due unto his name. Amen. We just so much appreciate what the Lord did here last night. Such a wonderful move of God, a demonstration, a working of the Spirit of the Lord. The Bible tells us that our faith is not to stand in the wisdom of man, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and power of God. That's how our faith is to stand. I'm thankful for education. I'm thankful for those who can wax eloquent. I'm thankful for those who are smart and sharp and, and just got great minds. But what we had here last night and what we have here today is the only way that our faith can make it in the days in which we are living in. We've got to have a move of the Holy Ghost. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I appreciate the presence of the Lord showing up here last night. I appreciate the presence of the Lord here this morning. Is anybody thankful for what you feel? Can somebody shout glory? Come on, can somebody shout hallelujah? There was tremendous faith here last night. And uh, before I left, I felt the Holy Ghost and say, go ahead and get ready for this morning. And so the Lord, as your pastor said, it's not about the evangelists, it's not about anybody else, it's all about him. And so everything that the Lord did here last night, we give God the glory. But there was such tremendous faith here last night that my mind went back to when I was a teenager. After my 10th grade year at church camp, I broke my leg uh, playing volleyball. And uh, I was a basketball player the first couple nights of team and uh, I had some good players on my team and so they said the guys are going to play volleyball and girls are going to play basketball so I was a horrible volleyball player and uh, but our team was winning surprise surprise and all of us were sorry but we were winning and uh, somebody hit the ball out of the pavilion at the tabernacle I went to go get the ball and I came back in and I got this bright idea you know they had moved all the chairs to the side and I could have just walked around and got to my position but I thought, you know what, I'm going to hop over the wooden banister. I had the adrenaline pumping, and I hopped over that banister. And I was clumsy. I was goofy. You know, I fell over, and I got back up. You know, I was kind of, my, my pride was hurt. I stood up, and I fell right back down. And when I did, I looked down, and my leg was hanging like this. <laughs> I broke my leg, two broken bones, and a hairline fracture. A week before basketball camp. I had hoop dreams. Me and Kobe Bryant, we shared the same birthday, the same year. I wanted to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. Sorry, sorry, Pistons fans. I wanted to play for the Lakers. Magic Johnson, he's from Michigan, my favorite player. And I had basketball dreams, but the Lord had other plans for my life. My pastor said there, there are times when the sheep would try to get out of the sheepfold. And the good shepherd would break the leg of the sheep to keep it in the fold. And I experienced that at, at youth camp. Well, needless to say, my whole 11th grade year, I was on crutches. I had a cast up to my hip, 
then it was eventually cut down to my knee. I had about three to four more months to go to get out of my cast. But one night, just like last night, the Holy Ghost got to moving. Our church in 1995, the church that I originally came out of in Memphis, experienced a hundred soul revival in three months in 1995. But in the first of that month, that Sunday night, the Holy Ghost got to moving. And all of a sudden, I heard a voice speak to me and say, Ethan, if you'll get out of the aisle and praise me, I will heal your leg. I didn't obey the first time. But the second time, I lifted up my hands and I heard that voice again say, Ethan, if you'll get out of the aisle and praise me, I will heal your leg. I looked around to see who it was talking to me, but people were shouting, people were dancing. Some had their hands raised, tears streaming down their face. The only one that was around me was my youth pastor's wife. But I knew it wasn't her. It wasn't her voice. So I said, Lord, if you'll speak to me one more time, I will get out of the aisle and, ob and obey you. And sure enough, I heard that voice speak to me the third time. Ethan, if you'll get out of the aisle and praise me, I will heal your leg. So ladies and gentlemen, I hobble out that cast. Amen. Two broken bones, a hairline fracture, excruciating pain. I hobbled out there and I began to exercise my faith. And when I did, the Lord touched me. Amen. The Holy Ghost came. I began to dance in the spirit. Some of my friends, we began to dance and shout. We fell out in the spirit. Amen. My big 275-pound football playing friend fell on my leg. Boom. I could hear them say, get off, get him off of Ethan's leg. But I was in the spirit. I didn't even feel it. I was, amen. I could hear it, but I was in the spirit. I went home that night in excruciating pain. But my dear and precious mother said, Ethan, the Lord told you to do it. Believe God. I had to go to the doctor the next day, and I kid you not. I went to the doctor the next day, had three to four more months to go. But that doctor took x-rays, and he came back, and that old Jewish doctor looked at me and said, Ethan, have you been drinking milk? I said, look at me, doctor, does it look like I drink milk? He said, no. He said, what have you been doing? Amen, because your bone is perfectly healed. I said, doctor, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob touched me last night. The Lord healed me. The doctor looked at me and said, you're not getting out of your cast three to four more months. You're getting out of your cast today. I come to tell somebody, amen, that our God is still in the miracle working business. And last night when I saw this dear and precious young lady express her faith, amen, without anybody telling her to do it, just responding to the presence of God, I was reminded of what the Lord did. If he could do it, amen, some 20 plus years ago, amen, I believe that he is working, amen, healing in her body. I believe that he's working healing in this place. I believe that God, amen, is doing miracle working things uh, here at Calvary Apostolic Tabernacle. If you believe that, can you clap your hands uh, once again and can somebody give God glory? Can somebody lift you up your hands? Uh, can somebody praise the Lord? Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord. I want to direct your attention to the book of Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. Psalms 121, verses 1 and 2. And then I'm going to hop back to Psalm 23, verse number 4. And while you're locating that, whether in printed form or digital form, just want to say once again how much I appreciate your pastor and his wife, their son and their daughter. Amen. Don't want to leave out. Amen. The kids, praise God. They're young adults. Uh, appreciate this wonderful family and the whole entire ministry team here at Calvary Apostolic Tabernacle. This church is truly blessed by the leadership that you have in your pastor, his wife, and family. Can somebody shout amen? amen. 
Praise God. Psalm 121. Those that are watching online, thank you for connecting with us today and all of our guests that have joined with us. We appreciate you being in the house of the Lord here today. In Psalm 121, David writes these words, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. Can somebody say the hills? From whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. And then hopping back to Psalms 23, verse number 4, David writes these words. Yea, though I walk through the valley. Can somebody say the valley? The valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen. I feel the comforter in this house here this morning. We, we cannot put God in a box. Amen. He, he never does the same miracle the same way. Amen. God is working in this place. I feel, amen, his rod and his staff comforting us here this morning. I believe that God is about to give great victory in this house. I say I believe that God is about to give somebody great victory here this morning. So just for a few moments here today, I want to speak to you on this subject, the God of the hills and the valley. The God of the hills and the valley. Amen. If you believe the Lord is going to do great things once again, can you glorify the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus in your own way? Go ahead and give God praise here today. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you here this morning. Before you are seated, why don't you turn somebody? Amen. Why don't you give somebody an air hug, an air high five, an air fist bump? Give by somebody that's a family. Go ahead and give them a hug. Let somebody know how glad you are to see them in the house of the Lord today. We've all been there before, each and every last one of us. No matter who we are, no matter what part you come from, Flint, we've all been there before. That is the valley. Some of us live there. Not too many people live on the mountaintops or on the rolling hills in comparison to those who live in the valley. But it doesn't matter who you are this morning. It doesn't matter where you live. I come to remind somebody in this house that God is the God of the hills, and he is the God of the valley as well. Can somebody say amen? If you are here today and you are on a mountaintop, spiritually speaking, then you ought to thank God and enjoy it. If you're on one of those beautiful hills, spiritually speaking, then thank God and enjoy the place that you're at today. But if you are here this morning, if you're watching online and you are in the valley, I come to tell you, don't be discouraged. I come to tell you, uh, don't give up whatever you do. If you are in the valley, I come to encourage you uh, to lift up your eyes unto the God of the hills uh, from whence cometh your help. Uh, for your help comes from the Lord, the same God who helps you to go to higher heights. Uh, amen. It's the same God who is with you uh, in the valley. Low. Does anybody believe that? Can you shout hallelujah? So if you are here today and you are in the valley, I come to encourage you here this morning, amen, that the God who is with you on the hills is also the God who is with you in the valley. David knew this to be true. He found himself many times on the mountaintop, on the rolling hills. He experienced many victories and triumphs and great success. 
Amen. We read about David slaying Goliath. We hear, amen, the women of the country sing that Saul has slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands. Many times, amen, he accomplishes great feats. We, we hear about the sweet psalmist, and we hear about how God anointed him and how God gave him a promise, a, a, a covenant promise that impacts us here today, that upon the throne of David, amen, shall the Messiah come. We hear about of all of his great high points in his life, but he also had many low points. Yet one thing about David is that he never lost sight of where his help came from. He knew that when he was doing well, it was because of the goodness of God. And that when he was in the valley, the same God that was with him during those high points of his life. Individuals that find yourself dealing with that shadow of death, uh, if you're one of those individuals that's dealing, amen, with the threats of the enemy, uh, one of those individuals that feels overwhelmed, uh, you don't know how in the world you're going to make it, uh, amen, you're so low, amen, you're so discouraged, uh, and though we're having a move of the Spirit, it's so hard for you to lift up your hands uh, and praise God if that is you, uh, I want you to know that I'm preaching to you to strengthen you with the scriptures of the word of the Lord uh, and tell you that our God is not only the God of can somebody shout hallelujah? Amen. In 1 Kings chapter 20, the Bible speaks of a time in Israel's history when they were greatly outnumbered by their adversaries. The king of Syria had come up surrounding Samaria and demanded of the king of Israel to turn over all of his gold and silver, his wife, his children, and possessions. The Bible tells us that the king of Israel was in such a poor spiritual condition that he agreed to the demands of his oppressor. Let me just stop right here and say that this is what will happen. This is what sin will do to you. It will leave you so helpless against the oppressor of your soul. It will cause you to, to acquiesce, to capitulate, to somehow back up and and back down and allow the enemy to do whatever he desires to do in your life. That is what my gold you're not going to have, my silver you're not going to have, my wife you're not going to have, my kids you're not going to have, my possession you're not going to have anything else anymore. Amen. The king of Syria said, look at what, what I'm about to do to you. I'm about to come. I'm about to remove your head from off of you today. But the king of Israel spoke up. He said, don't you boast about what you haven't already won. Amen. The praise God. That's not what's going to happen. When you stand up and you say no, when you stand up and say enough is enough, when you stand up and say that the buck stops here, I'm going to receive victory today, then you've got to prepare for battle. I said the enemy is going to come. He's going to fight against you. Amen. When the pastor calls for revival, the devil's not going to stop. Amen. And sit back and say, oh, Calvary Apostolic Tabernacle is about to have revival. I'm going to just going to sit back and allow them to enjoy. Amen. God's blessings. Noah, you've got to prepare for battle. But can I remind somebody that when you do stand up, when you do say enough is enough, when you do prepare for battle, I come to remind you that in the end, you're going to win. I said, in the end, you're going to win if you're a part of the people of God. If you've got a promise from God, amen, if you serve a God who is gracious and merciful, if you serve a God who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, if you will lift up your eyes into the hills from which come your help, I come to tell somebody that our God will help us. Our God will help you. He will bring you victory. 
Does anybody got a fight in your spirit? I said, does anybody got a fight in your spirit here today? Can you clap your hands uh, and can somebody give God praise? The Bible tells us when Ahab stood up to Benadad, the king of Syria surrounded the city. But what's so amazing about God, what's so amazing about God is that he sent a prophet to give a word of encouragement to someone who really didn't deserve it. Amen. Ahab was backslidden. Ahab was worshiping a false god. But because of the covenant that God had made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because he was the God of Israel, God sent a prophet to give the king a word of encouragement. Amen. God in his mercy declared these words to the wayward king of Israel. He said, amen, thus saith the Lord, hast thou seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into thine hand this day, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. Look around, amen, you see the army of Syria, amen, you see, praise God, how they have surrounded the city. You feel outnumbered, you feel overwhelmed, but I want you to know that I am uh, the one true living God, and today, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not next year, but today, uh, I am going to deliver the enemy into your hand, uh, and you will know that I am uh, the Lord. The Lord instructed Ahab to set the young untrained servants of the princes, first for battle. These 232 young men, these servants, they didn't know much about military strategy. They weren't West Point graduates. But the Bible tells us the Lord wanted to show how he doesn't need the best train to bring about victory. Amen. The Lord said, take some of these young servants. Amen. Let them lead in worship on a Sunday morning. So that I can let my people know that I don't have to have the best train. I don't have to have the ones that have all the book knowledge or even the ones who have all the experience. Because I am the Lord. All I have to have is somebody who makes themselves available. All I have to have is somebody who is willing to believe me. All I have to have is somebody who is willing to be obedient and I can bring victory on the behalf of my people. And sure enough. The Bible tells us that these young men went first, uh, leading the army of Israel in battle. But the scriptures tell us that they defeated the Syrian army. The Lord gave them a great victory that day. Amen. They defeated the enemy and sent them fleeing. They sent the Syrian army fleeing that day. But ladies and gentlemen, even though they won the battle, the war wasn't over. The prophet said, amen, prepare, amen. He gave a word of wisdom to Israel to prepare for another battle with Syria in the spring. There's going to be another battle that's going to come in the spring, but prepare, amen. And this is the reason why, he said, because uh, the servants of the king of Syria, amen, said unto them, uh, unto the king of Syria, their gods, little g gods, are the gods of the hills. Therefore, they were stronger than we. The reason why they won uh, is because their gods uh, are the gods of the hills. Amen. Our chariots weren't good enough to fight in those hills. Amen. They got stuck in the mud. Uh, amen. They had an advantage uh, because their gods uh, are the gods of the hills. Uh, that's why they were stronger for, uh, than us. Uh, but let us fight against them in the plain. 
let's go down to the valley and surely we'll be stronger than they. So they told the king to number your, an army. Let the army, amen, that you have lost, uh, horse for horse, uh, chariot for chariot, amen, assemble an army again and we will fight against them in the plain. Somebody say in the plain. He said, we're going to fight against them in the valley, and surely we shall be stronger than they. And the king listened to their voice. He said, you know what? That makes a whole lot of sense. They had an uphill advantage. Amen. We were fighting uphill, and their gods are the gods of the hills. They burned their incense in the hills. But ladies and gentlemen, what they did not know is that the Lord God of Israel is not a little G God. I said what they did not know is that the Lord God of Israel is the one and only and the only true living God of Israel. He's not just the God of the hills, but he's also the God of the valleys as well. Can somebody shout hallelujah? The Bible tells that when the Syrian army came up against, amen, Israel to battle, the Bible says that Israel was greatly outnumbered. The scriptures tell us that they looked like little flocks, two little flocks of goats, while the Syrian army filled the countryside. But once again, the Lord sent a prophetic voice and said to the king these words in chapter 20, verse number 28. He said, thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said the Lord is the God of the hills, but he is not the God. God of the valleys, therefore will I deliver all this great multitude into thy hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me say it again. The prophet said, the Lord is God of the hills, because the Syrians are saying that he's just the God of the hills, but not the God of the valleys. I will deliver, amen, this great multitude into your hand, and you will know that I am the Lord. The Bible says that the battle did not engage for seven days. Can somebody say seven days? But on the seventh day, which is God's number of completion, amen, which is God's number of fulfillment, the Bible tells us, amen, that they picked the wrong time to come against the people of God. They picked, the, amen, the wrong time to engage in battle. They thought that they had Israel at a disadvantage. They thought that because they were in the valley, that because they were in a low point in their lives, ladies and gentlemen, they thought, amen, that they could come down and defeat them. But what they did not know is that on the seventh day, God, amen, is able to rest because victory is already declared, because victory is already accomplished. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, many times, amen, when we think that God is not answering, uh, whoo, many times when we think that God is not going to be there, many times uh, when we think that God is not going to fight for us, uh, it's because he's already put the work in uh, for you to have your victory. Amen. He's already worked, amen, to get you to a point uh, to where he could tell the enemy, take your hand off of my people, take your hand off of my church, uh, take your hand off of this family, take your hand off of these finances. Uh, I come and tell somebody God has already been working, amen, because you feel that he's resting, you don't think that God's going to do anything for you, but I come and tell somebody it's the seventh day, I come and tell somebody that today is your day of victory, I come and tell somebody that it's the seventh day, that today is a day of fulfillment, whatever God has promised you, it might not have happened last night, but I come and tell somebody that today is your day for victory. Come on, somebody clap your hands if you believe it. Somebody clap your hands if you receive it. Somebody lift up your voice and say it's the seventh day. 
The Bible tells us on the seventh day, the Lord gave Israel a decisive victory because God is not just the God of the hills, uh, but he's the God of the valleys as well. I don't know uh, who it is today in your in the valley. I don't know what valley that you might be in. It might be in a valley of financial stress. It might be in a valley, uh, amen, of your health declining. It might be in a valley of depression. It might be in a valley of failure. I don't know what your valley is here today, uh, but what I do know, praise God, that there is a God who is able to meet you right where you are and he is able to give you the victory right where you stand. I don't know what your adversary has been threatening you with. Amen. The enemy's been trying to deal with you with condemnation and bring up your past or if he's trying to tell you that it's over for you because of your failures and mistakes. I don't know what he's threatening against you. I don't know if the enemy's trying to tell you that he's going to take your life because of disease or infirmity or infliction but I come to tell somebody that it does not matter what the enemy says. Uh, our God has the last word. Uh, our God has the final say. Uh, I hear the song says, who has the final say? Jehovah has uh, the final say. Come on, somebody. I don't care what the doctors, thank God for the doctors. Uh, but I come to tell somebody that even when the doctors give you some bad news, uh, there is a God that says, I am the great physician. I, I am able to turn it around. So I don't know what your valley is here today. I don't know what the enemy has been threatening you with here today. Uh, matter of fact, I don't know who it is here today. You don't even deserve for God to be kind and gracious to you. Amen. There might be somebody in this house or watching online. You, don't, you, you haven't been living the life in which God should bless you. But because God is merciful. I said, because God is a merciful God. <laughs> Amen. I come with some good news here today. The Lord hasn't come to judge you. He hasn't come to condemn you. He hasn't come to beat you down in the valley. Amen. You might not have been living right, but today is your day to receive a blessing. Today is your day to experience, amen, the goodness and the mercy and the grace and the forgiveness and the favor of Almighty God. I come to tell somebody that though you might feel outnumbered and though you might feel overwhelmed, the Lord wants to give you victory in the valley because God is not just the God of the hills but he's the God of the valleys as well. The Bible says that he can exalt your valleys as if you were on the mountaintop. Let me say that again. The Bible says that he can exalt your valleys as if you were on the mountaintop. He could turn your mountain size challenge into a valley low. Amen. That very thing that stands in your way that you cannot get around. The Bible says that God can take that challenge and he can turn it into a valley. He can make your rough places smooth and he can give you victory in the plain. I come to tell somebody here today, don't be discouraged and don't be dismayed for the Lord God is your God and he's going to prove it to you today. Oh, I wonder, can somebody stand to your feet? I wonder, can somebody lift up your hands? I wonder, can somebody lift up your voice? I wonder, can somebody give God praise right now? Come on, somebody, if you receive it today, clap your hands. Somebody lift up your voice and somebody claim it today. Come on, somebody claim your victory today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lord declares, remain standing with me all over this house. The Lord declares that every valley shall be exalted and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked places made straight and the rough places plain. Because God is the God of the hills and the valleys. 
if you will put your faith and trust in him, I come and tell somebody that the Lord will give you victory. He will deliver you. He will fight your battles. He will work on your behalf. He will help you. Turn somebody and tell him he will. Come on, turn somebody and else and tell him he will. The Bible says if you will place your faith in Jesus Christ, who is the God of a heel called Calvary, and the God who conquered the valley of the shadow of death, the Bible says if you will put your faith in him, that you will be victorious. The Apostle John wrote, whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Can somebody say our faith? Who is he? Who is she that overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I wonder here this afternoon, are there any believers in the house? Are there any believers watching online today? Is there anybody who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Does anybody believe that Jesus is the one true God who manifested himself in flesh? Uh, amen. Can you lift up your hands and can you make a declaration by faith uh, that Jesus is? I come and tell somebody that all you have to do initially is believe and you can have victory. I said all you have to do initially is believe. And you can have victory. Amen. Even Ahab believed the word of the Lord. I said even Ahab believed the word of the Lord. He wasn't where he needed to be at spiritually. He was in the valley before the valley. Because of his lifestyle. Because of his sin. But even Ahab, when he received the word of the Lord, that God is the God that heals in the valleys. That he's going to give you victory today. That the Lord's going to show himself to be your God. He believed the word of the Lord, and he saw victory in his life and family and for his people that day. I come to remind somebody that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have it all together to have victory. All you have to do is trust the word of the Lord, believe in him, and look to him for victory. Matter of fact, if there's anybody here today, the Bible says whoever is born of God, you're going to have victory. If you are here this morning, this afternoon, if you're watching online and you have not yet asked God to forgive you of your past, of your mistakes, of your failures, we serve a God who is willing to forgive because Jesus went to the cross, because he shed his precious blood that we sung about that represents his innocent life. I come to tell somebody in this house that you can be forgiven. If you're here this morning, you've not yet been baptized in water in the wonderful name of Jesus. Being baptized is more than just getting wet. It's more than just joining a local church. Amen. Being baptized in the name of Jesus is a part of the plan of salvation. Because when you're baptized in that name, when his name is called over your life, the blood that he shed 2,000 years ago, that blood that we sung about today, amen, it washes away every mistake. It removes the consequences of your past. Not only will the Lord pardon you when you ask him for forgiveness, but when you are baptized in his name, Amen. He will cleanse you from the consequences of sin. So if you are here this morning and you've not yet been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that's how you can have victory. But it doesn't stop there. If you've not yet received the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, as the Spirit of God gives the utterance, I want you to know that you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit today. Can somebody say today? 
Amen. Somebody's watching online, you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit right where you're watching. Right where you are, you can receive the Holy Spirit. Praise God. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to be good to get God. You got to get God to get good. So you don't have to feel like you've got to be absolutely perfect to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. All you have to do is believe. And the Bible says, those that believe shall receive. Amen. That's how you experience victory. That's how you receive victory in your life. Because the Bible says, whoever is born of God, whoever who has been born of the water and of the Spirit, the Bible says, uh, to that individual who surrenders their life to God, Amen. To that individual who says enough is enough. I'm tired of the oppressor coming against me. I'm tired, amen, of the enemy having his way in my life. I'm tired of giving in to sin. I'm tired of giving in to this lifestyle, amen, that I've been living. I need God. To that individual, whether you just walked into the house of the Lord today, whether you just tuned in online right now, praise God, whether you're just joining us at the very end or whether you've been here for the whole entire time, I come to let somebody know, amen, if you get to a point where you say, I need you, God, that he will cleanse. The Bible says uh, that he is faithful and just, uh, amen, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we would confess our sins, uh, if you would just confess it, uh, he will forgive you. I said he will forgive you. But to those who have been forgiven, to those who have been baptized in Jesus' name, uh, to those who have been filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, the Bible says victory is uh, yours. Uh, amen. You just got to keep a hold of your faith. Uh, you just got to keep on believing. Uh, you just can't throw away your faith even when you're in the valley. You might not be on the mountaintop. Uh, you might be in the valley low. But if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, uh, if you spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came, uh, then I come to tell you that you have victory even when you're in the valley. Even when you're walking in your lowest point, uh, even when you feel a heaviness upon you, I come to tell somebody, yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have the fear and no evil, for the Lord God is with you. His rod and his staff will come for you. The Lord will lead you. Does anybody believe that today? Uh, can somebody lift up your hands? Uh, can somebody lift up your voice? Uh, can somebody ask God to give you victory right now? Come on, hallelujah, those that are in the valley. Come on, uh, those that are in the valley, lift up your hands right now. And say, Lord, I need victory. Come on, somebody here today, hallelujah, needs to believe. Somebody here today needs to make a stand. Come on, somebody here today needs to resist the adversary. Somebody here today needs to say enough is enough. Somebody today is the day of your victory. Somebody claim your victory. Come on, somebody say victory is mine. Victory is mine. I receive it. I might be surrounded in my valley, but God isn't just the God of the hills. He's the God of my valley as well. God isn't just the God of my high points and my successes in life. Uh, but he's also the God of my low points and my failures in life. Uh, and he will give me victory. Come on. Uh, somebody make that bold declaration today. Uh, somebody make that declaration right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The praise singers are about to sing in just a moment. But as I already said at the beginning of my message, this is not for everybody today. Now, it might be for you later on. And hopefully, praise God, thank God for technology. Amen. You can, you can glean strength from the word of the Lord some other time. You can watch online. But if you are here right now and you are in the valley. Now, you know, we like to come to revival. And we like to put our best foot forward. And we should. 
I appreciate the excellence of this church. But as I preached last night, we cannot just go back to usual. We just cannot go back to normal church. We just cannot have church as usual. We just cannot go through a facade and fake. But we've got to allow our faith to be expressed just like we did last night. And somebody's got to say, you know what? The preacher, the pastor, hey man, nobody's going to talk about me just because I'm in a valley. Because we all have been there. And most of us live there. But today, I'm going to receive my victory. Today, I'm going to let hell know. Today, I'm going to let the enemy know. I'm telling the oppressor right now. Amen. So here this afternoon, if this message resonates with your spirit, and somebody who's online, amen, you already got your hands raised, you're already talking in tongues, go ahead. But praise God, somebody that's in this house, uh, amen, if you feel comfortable in doing so, we want to keep everybody safe. Like I said last night, we want to do our best, uh, amen, to, 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 to be a good steward of what God has given us. We want to be a good neighbor. The Bible says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And I believe that the Bible does teach us to love our neighbors as ourselves. And so we want to do our part in trying to do everything that we can to, to, to show love and to keep everybody safe. But if you are here today and this message is for you, the Lord has spoken to you. And you say, preacher, that's me. Brother Hagan, I'm the one that's in the valley. Amen. And I've experienced a mountaintop and God's been good to me. And I know that his rod and his staff comforts me, but I just need the Lord. Amen. I, I'm, I'm in a particular situation. I'm dealing with a particular problem. Amen. People don't even know about, but I need the Lord to help me right now. Amen. If you feel comfortable, I'm going to ask you to make your way down to this altar. We have enough space here at the front that you can, you can be six feet apart. Amen. Or if you've got a family member with you, they can come with you. Praise God. There's a friend that you've been around. Amen. Somebody that you've been around and you feel comfortable, they will come with you. Uh, but amen, if you are here today in, in this world, the Lord is for you. You're in the valley. But God wants to give you victory here today. Amen. Why don't you respond? Amen. If you don't feel comfortable with coming down to the front, amen. Why don't you right where you are lift up your hands, uh, right where you are in your seat. Why don't you lift up your hands? If you say, preacher, that's me. Amen. Nobody's going to talk about you. Nobody's going to gossip. Matter of fact, if anybody gossips about anybody, I pray that whatever they've been dealing with, that you will deal with it. Praise God. We're not going to allow any gossip here today. Nobody's going to tear you down. Nobody's going to get on Facebook and talk about you. But I wonder if somebody will lift up your hands right now. Come on, as the praise singers begin to sing. Uh, come on, God's about to give you victory. Amen. That's it. Hallelujah. As you make your way, why don't you come and lift up your hands. Uh, amen. Ministry team. Amen. Can you help me right now? Amen. Can I get the ministry team to help me to go through?